Let's see. We're going to get the call here. We're getting the right call. That's all that matters. After review, good goal. Good goal. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. We got a goal. And I'm here with uh, a special guest for this week's podcast. It's uh, Tolik Bortz from Ultranite. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it already online, but he's been uh, he's been on social media promoting his stuff. And I decided to ask him to come on our show. How are you doing, Tolik? I'm wonderful, Stephen. How are you today? And uh, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity uh, to be your guest. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to to hear the story that you know for what you've been doing to hear the story straight from you. So um, yeah, could you tell me a little bit about Ultranite and how that started? Absolutely. So uh, Ultranite, A L T R U N I T E uh, dot com. So Ultranite, we are a nonprofit uh, organization um, steering uh, children. Uh, to join sports programs, uh, athletic programs, uh, music, and performing arts. Uh, the way we started was when the pandemic uh, began, we started cultivating face masks uh, from our own T-shirts and jerseys. We were selling them to fans, uh, taking the profits, and investing them to donate to uh, first responders and essential employees. Um, so we were... As you know, many organizations and individuals at home were creating face masks um, on, a, on a wide variety of social media platforms and spectrums, but we were a little more unique. Um, we, we, we began the face mask for fans project uh, only from t-shirts and jerseys. So we were not screen printing or heat pressing any, uh, any licensed logos. So what we were simply doing was repurposing a product and offering them to fans and connecting with former and current uh, sports athletes and personalities as well. Um, individuals like Adam Graves, Ron Duguay, Ron Greshner, Matthew Barnaby, so on and so forth. And we've donated these masks to these individuals and we, we've, we've caught some eyes and decided to launch a non-for-profit organization uh, with intent to continue to distribute these face masks, but as well as tap into the community and give back um, to the best of our abilities. So what we started to do now is collect secondhand sports equipment uh, for underserved communities, for, for families with children who can't afford to buy their own, uh, as well as uh, accept charitable donation of funds um, and pay for children's uh, registration and costs for, for a wide variety of um, athletic programs such as hockey to begin with. I mean, it all made sense since we are in this industry and a part of this organization. So that's the dream. Uh, we're living it. We're working it. And uh, yeah, we just continue doing uh, all we can do on a daily basis here. All right. Yeah. And uh, I've read up a little bit on your website, of course. And uh, one thing that some fans may have noticed was the masks that the Rangers were using uh, while they were in the bubble in Toronto. Uh, mm -hmm. the masks that have their jersey numbers on them. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how that happened, how you, how you got to that point where you were producing those masks for the team? 
Absolutely. So we did have a team uh, that were working on these projects. My main priority was uh, PR work. So what I what I started doing was reaching out to former and current uh, sports stars, uh, particularly in uh, in the hockey industry. Obviously, it made sense uh, to contact former New York Rangers players. Um, so we have we have gotten in contact with some. But obviously, as a New York Rangers fan, your dream is to is is to eventually get in touch with the actual organization, the New York Rangers. We were put in in contact with a mutual friend that provided provided that uh, that opportunity for us, where we're able to donate nine custom face masks to the coaching staff. Uh, this was about, I would say, roughly two months ago or so. Uh, they've loved them so much that eventually they called us and they asked us probably, I would say, three or five days prior uh, to them flying out to Toronto to make custom face masks uh, for the actual players. Uh, they said, just make whatever you want, drive it over here, and we're flying out to Toronto and we'll see what we can do about having them wear it or... Um, you know, displayed in one form or another, but we we did run into some problems. Um, so as you know, uh, the roster is, with some of the players like Radish. I mean, there's a couple of more that we did not know that were going to be on the roster. Flying out with 33 players, uh, more than two goalies, it, it was it, it was tough to decipher who was going to be on that team flying to Toronto. So I reached out with a, to a special uh, individual, uh, Mr. Statboy Steven, <laughs> and he was able to provide us uh, with that much-needed help. He was able to track down, and as you know, I'm talking about you. I'm not sure why I'm speaking in the third person for you, but... That's all um, right. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. So what you did for us was amazing because you were able to track down each and every single player, and not only that, their numbers that they would be wearing uh, prior to flying out. Yeah. Some of these players were not on, on the original roster. Um, so we, we are a team, so we do have a, a couple of seamstress. Uh, Yulia, who is the, the cultivator, the mask maker, and her husband, Vlad Nivronsky. Um Three days, they cut out... Uh, actual jersey material stitched numbers on to the masks 33 in total and another set for the coaching staff including uh david quinn and drove them right over uh we provided them with pouches uh their own initials on on the pouches put the masks uh right in there and drove them over. And as soon as that individual who we were put in, in contact with, they were in awe. They couldn't believe the, and we do. We tried to stay humble, but we, they were, they were very impressed and we were very proud of that. Um, so it is a huge thank you to you for providing us with those numbers because I don't think we would have ever uh, had the opportunity because of such a, a lack of time that we had on our hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's the guys like Danny O'Regan, Darren Radish, yeah. Randy Crawley, like the the Hartford Wolfpack guys. Exactly. Yeah, um, and I remember you reaching out to me and go, 
I need the numbers for these players. And I was like, oh, where am I gonna where am I gonna find that? Because they were not on the roster officially. So but I I went through like the old the old preseason charts, you know, the lineup charts, and was able to track down all the numbers. And uh yeah, it's nice to know that I was able to contribute a little bit to something that special. And uh I remember when the Rangers tweeted pictures of Lemieux, Strom, and Shashjorkin wearing mm-hmm. those masks. I remember immediately reaching out to you and sending those photos saying, hey, look what they just tweeted. And yeah, it's it was it was exciting, you know, and, and for you more so than for me, uh, because I know, you know, you're, you're from your you're Russian heritage. So seeing just Jorkin wear that mask, that must have been your favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, coming out from my city of St. Petersburg, Russia, Igor Shostyorkin, I've been following him for a while. He's just an absolute beast. Uh, I was, I couldn't wait until he joined the Rangers. Lundqvist is his idol as well. I mean, everything down from the the jerseys, uh, uh, how how much they look alike. Um, I mean, it, it 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 was a very gratifying moment. It was a very rewarding moment. I've mentioned this before. Um, I mean, wh- whether it it would have been face masks or just a simple letter that we would have wrote to them, they would have displayed how much humility that gave us as a team uh, to say, hey, you know what? We had the opportunity as fans to give back to the team that we love so much and watched over the years to go through struggles and winnings. Um, My whole life, all I've ever cared about was accepting something from the organization or from the players, a pug being thrown over the glass, uh, a signature outside of Madison Square Garden, anything to get from the Rangers. But here we are as a team of mass cultivators were provided that opportunity and nonetheless being displayed on social media or and even on TV to give back to them. Some people may not care about the mask and I absolutely understand that. Um, and, but you know what? It protects individuals and it was a gift from our organization to theirs. So it was truly a humbling experience, a truly rewarding moment. And I don't think I'll ever forget it for the rest of my life. Yeah, and it's it's something you should be really proud of, and it's one of those moments where, you know, it it it's it's one of those things that makes you feel closer to the organization yes. than than you were before, um, and it's just it's something you'll cherish, like you said, you'll cherish for the rest of your life, and and those masks, um, they had an impact, you know, they impacted the team. They each got their personalized mask, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's it's great to to see such a such a nice initiative being uh, rewarded with what the Rangers did for you guys. So uh, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um, has there is there anything else you've you've uh, been doing over the last couple of weeks? Oh my uh, god! Any other organizations you've been in touch with? Um, in terms of organizations, we're we're trying to take it one step at a time here. Um, we're expanding on, on, on a slow basis. So we, we are New York based. Uh, I particularly myself in upstate New York. Uh, the rest of my team is down in the city. Uh, but we have been uh, partnering up with foundations rather than uh, companies and organizations, even though okay. we will be doing that as well. Uh, but the one foundation that partnered up with us to begin with, actually, our first partner is Smile Zone Foundation. That is the... Uh, that is a not-for-profit that Adam Graves runs. So Adam Graves was absolutely fantastic to, to call us and to steer us in the right direction with how to take this not-for-profit and what to do. 
and how to do it and when to do it. Um, so what he does is he he takes the funds that are donated to his foundation and donates them to hospitals uh, and medical office uh, medical offices, and they reconstruct a a room for children to visit their pediatricians. So it's a better environment. You sh- I mean, you should see some of these rooms. They're, they're decorated where a child could feel safe and comfortable to see their doctor. I don't know if you, if you particularly remember being, being young and, and visiting the doctor, how scared you can possibly be, the shots and so on and so forth. But just to sit there in the waiting room or in a hospital or, or, or a medical office, and to be in a room filled with colors and decorations and, and a playing table and a television and toys. So that's what he does. And that's what we set out to help Adam. Um, on our website on alternate.com, we have set out to raise $9,000 to help him with this venture. Adam Graves, as well as uh, invited us to his 24-hour hockey tournament uh, in Canada for next year. Uh, so we will will be participating with him in that tournament, which is absolutely thrilling and exciting. We can't wait for that. Uh, but in terms of uh, partnering up with foundations, this is our main priority right now to help the community and other foundations to reach their goals. So we are selflessly and self unselfishly. Um, that's what we set out to do, and we've committed to that. Uh, we also are going to participate in November for the Mustache Classic uh, in affiliation with Movember. It's a men's cancer uh, prevention and suicide prevention program. Um, so that's what that's what we have uh, on the forefront. Uh, that's what we're looking at. Um, so we will be cultivating masks for, for that tournament and as well as raising funds for the awareness for suicide and men's cancer. All right. Well, it's it's interesting to hear that it's that that you're growing beyond just the uh, the mask that you started with, uh, and being involved with Adam Gray's. I'm sure a lot of Ranger fans will will listen to this and think, "Oh, that's that's interesting," because Graves is, of course, a a New York Rangers legend, a fan favorite. Uh, so working closely together with him, I think you're you're living the dream. Uh, we we certainly are, but. Uh, Again, that what we want to do is not only to connect with these foundations, but with our fan base as well. We want to be able to team up with fans and sports personalities and um, target these, these pandemics or troubles that, that goes on in our community uh, one step at a time. So I, we, 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 in, in other words, we don't want to do this on our, by ourselves. We want to include the fans. We want to include broadcasters and radio personalities and podcasters such as yourself. We want to come together as a big community and a big family to give back, to do something special, to stand for something special. Um, so what we've been doing now is reaching out to hockey rinks across New York State and the uh, capital region and the tri-state area and raising secondhand sports equipment to donate to these rinks for underserved uh, families that can't afford their own equipment or things like registration and cost fees uh, that families can afford to join travel teams or home teams. So that's something very vital uh, that we, we, we did want to put on our forefront and we're going to continue doing everything we possibly can for these families to keep these kids occupied in, in these programs 
I myself can personally relate. I immigrated to this country in 1992 at eight years old. I did not have a stick, a hat, a jersey, even a New York Rangers t-shirt. Uh, and I, two years later in 1994, the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. I felt like I came to this country and they won for me being a, a small child. I, I absolutely wanted a stick. When my first set was bought for me, I was 10 years old and I, I cried. I, I couldn't believe that my parents were able to afford uh, a hockey stick and a pair of rollerblades. And that's how I started roller hockey. I cried as, as a kid. Um, so I remember that emotion. I remember that moment and I'll never forget it. And we want to be able to provide the same for other families that who knows a family that might be uh, raising a child that's in love with the sport. Um, and they, and they simply don't have that opportunity to provide them with that equipment. We will have that opportunity to do that for them now through these hockey rinks that we want to partner up with. Yeah. And I think it's important and, and, uh, for the sport of hockey as well. Um, if you look at other sports, they're much more accessible because you don't need a lot of equipment. If you want to play basketball, exactly. you need, you, all you need is a hoop and a ball. If you want to play baseball, all you need is a bat and a ball. Uh, I grew up in the Netherlands. Uh, we played soccer as kids every afternoon after school. All you need is a ball. You don't even need a goal because what we used to do is we used to take our jackets or a, a pile of leaves and those were the goalposts. You know, kids make it work. But when it comes to hockey, all the equipment you need, it's it's so much harder for a kid to just play hockey, even even roller hockey. You know, mm -hmm. it, the the equipment you need, the, the yeah, it's it's just not as accessible as the other sports. And having people reach out to kids to give them the opportunity to play, I think will for those kids be uh, be huge, and and hopefully in the future will help grow the sport as well. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Um, again, like I said, it's not only equipment. I mean, it's, it's everything down to uh, clothing, uh, prom dresses, uh, food drives, even broken hockey sticks. We began to collect and build like Adirondack chairs uh, and, and auctioning them off or, or lamps. If you go onto some of our social media platforms um, at the moment, uh, while we while we open up these channels through uh, Ultranite, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So it is Ultranite, A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E. Um, my name is Tolik Bortz, T-O-L-I-K-B-O-R-T-S. What we began to do was collect broken hockey sticks and build, uh, like I said, hockey benches, chairs, lamps out of them and auction them off and raising the funds through that way. So we've had about, I would say, I'm looking at them now, about 50, 50, 60 broken or used hockey sticks that we are going to either repurpose or cultivate some kind of art, art form. And my brother, uh, uh, Stephen Bortz, is a co-founder of Ultranite. He is my graphic designer, um, the, uh, graphic director of our organization. So he is the one that builds these items. So it's going to be it's going to be very important for us to to get into the community and reach out to have these items donated. This way, we can truly distribute them uh, in the correct manner here. Yeah, yeah, it's just great to hear that people are giving back to the community, uh, especially in 2020, a year where we as 
as Absolutely. like a global uh, community have had so much to deal with. And uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's really great, and that's why I wanted to have you on my podcast, just to have you you know share your story with everyone. So thank you very much for sharing. And uh, yeah, if you ha- do you have anything else you wanna you wanna share with us before we uh, before we end this? Nothing but a huge thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart, uh, from our hearts. It means the absolute world for us to have the opportunity to spur our awareness, even if one family, even if one child uh, gets to hear or be known of our organization. Um, it's it's just, it's, it's sometimes it's mind boggling that someone is so um, unselfish and selfless to provide some time or take out of their own day to speak with a nonprofit organization such as my ourself. Um, and like I said, spread their awareness and give back. So I really, really thank you. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Ultranite and see where, where this all leads. But um, yeah, I guess you and I will always have the, the memory of the 2020 playoffs with uh, seeing Chest York and wear that mask. That's, that's just, that's, that's etched in my brain forever. <laughs> I assure you with us as well, because when you woke me up with that image, I was camping with, with my kids and you sent me a picture of Shastyork and, and out of, I mean, I'm a goaltender myself. So I know what it what it is with the equipment and everything else that's just touching back. But uh, so Hank obviously is, I mean, Mike, going back to Mike Richter. Uh, so I have these idols within my life. So starting from uh, from Richter to Lundquist and now our, you know, our Tsar, our golden boy, Shistorik, and for him out of any anyone else to wear that mask is just uh, mind-blowing. So your your first image there when I was camping with my kids fishing, I, I almost dropped my phone and in uh, my leg continues seeing these other images pop up. But you, you, yeah, your image was something that I'll never forget being sent to me. So your affiliation with our organization, um, I think of you as, as simply as an ambassador. So thank you so much. Anytime, man. Anytime. Whatever I can do to help. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for the interview. And um, yeah, have a great day. Okay.